Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Football fans, welcome to Morning Footy. Happy Friday. We did it. It always feels like such a victory. I'm proud of us. I'm proud of you. We don't thanks have to for, go to bed Thanks early. for joining <laughs> us all week. Man, yesterday was unhinged and I loved it. Today could be even more. We have a lot of guests today and I'm really excited about it. We're going to chat with some really cool people. Um, but I like when we have a lot of guests. I know, I do too. Isn't it fun? It, it is. is fun. Mixes yeah. it up. Party. The show goes by like... Boom, 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 boom. It does. It does. <laughs> well, buckle up. You don't up. feel as cold. Um, all right, let's get into uh, I can even be nice. <laughs> some of the big matches of the weekend. Let's start in Serie A, the American Derby that we are now dubbing at AC Milan, taking on Juventus this Sunday at 2.45 p.m. You can watch on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, so this is, we, we've talked a lot this week about the American presence on both of these sides and how these players have sort of just worked their way into the team. We talked about the chances of potentially seeing all four on the pitch at the same time. Charlie, how realistic do you think that is? You know, if I look back at the last starting lineup for Juve with Timothy Weah playing with Weston McKinney, you'd say, oh, there's a really good chance. I don't know if Allegri will go with, with both of them in the lineup for, mm. for this one. Mm-hmm. So there's a chance, but I don't see all four being on the pitch at the same time you know where to, start the, to start the match. There's a possibility because with the breaking news of Fagioli being suspended for the Scomessa scandal, the, the betting scandal that has affected several Italian players, he's immediately out of that starting lineup. So you have several options to put in as one of those eights, the, the mezzalas that they call them in Italy. Next to Rabio. So next to Rabio, but you have, for example, Miretti could fit in there, but that's also Weston's position. And in Italy, um, the, the, the newspapers have Weston playing out wide as, as, as the wing back, but if you would like, as, as we take a look at the lineups, so these are you projected. See, yeah, lineups. on the okay. top right, this is Gazzetta dello Sport, who comes out with the probable 11s right before every match day. McKinney's on the right, and if you will just entertain the idea of maybe Miretti not playing in Fagioli's place, you got Locatelli and Rabiot. That those are locks. Mm-hmm. McKinney yes. there. Then you put a Wea there. But the thing is that because Wea is so attack-minded and Kostic is as well, you would maybe have to adjust Kostic. Usually when Wea comes in on the left wing back, it's this new youngster called Cambiazzo. So um, 
That's how you get, but that's my idea of getting all four on the field. At, and looking at this, McKinney, Florenzi. If, I, if I'm Juve, I know you're playing on the road, so maybe it's defensive minded. That's why you, you go with McKinney there, mm. so you can help out with Ra Rafael Leao. But to flip it, be a little bit more aggressive, that's when you have a way of there to put Florenzi back, to, to make Reinders help out, and Tamori, you're gonna create a lot more space for Vlahovic and Milik uh, up top if you're able to have a, a Weah, because Weah is playing incredibly well with the U.S. men's national team as a more of an attacking winger. If you have him there to, to continue to push Milan back, I think that's gonna be a big advantage for Juve mm. in this match. The last match when Weah McKenney started, Kostic played on the left. It was great, had an assist, player of the match. Uh, I think there's a way where all three of them can start. And I do think there's, there's an opportunity for Weah to shine going forward mm -hmm. with McKenney there as well. Right. I, I, would love, mm -hmm. I would love to see that. Because as you said, Weah is just on one right now. And the way he looked for the national team, mm -hmm. he looked so driven and determined. Completely. Especially when players were trying to take him out, he wasn't going down easy. He wasn't even trying to draw a foul. He was trying to keep it going. As, as a winger, he was, he was so complete because he allowed Dest to venture forward. And he... he, he relied on Des going forward and coming back. That defensive responsibility, he understands it. So to go back up and down, I, th I think you give way that opportunity. That's why you brought him to the club, to allow him to, to venture forward as a right wing back. Let him, let him play against Milan and see what he can do. I think this is a perfect opportunity for him. And quickly to your point, if Juve and Allegri want to be Offensive, it's the right time to do it because Milan are down to their third string goalkeeper. And if the third string goalkeeper is out, you gotta go with Giroud, it seems like. <laughs> but they're, they're, they're out. M M Mignon's injured, their backup goalkeeper had a calf injury in the last oh. couple of days. So they have to go to their third string goalkeeper. And if you wanna have that offensive volition, this might be the right time to, to surprise. And also, just some more team news on Milan, which might be. Bad news, I guess, for Musa. Ruben lost his cheek, and Kurunic are like right there on the cusp mm. on being match fit. So I, I think it's just a little too late. So I, I do think Musa right. gets to start for this one. But just let's keep that in and mind. Musa hasn't played himself off the team as well. No. Agree. He's only he's only one more faith and confidence from Pioli. Uh, Charlie, quickly, when you think about uh, American players who have had success in Europe. Like a, like a Clint Dempsey and a Josie Altidore and Tim Howard. When you look at this kind of like young crop of, of players that are doing their thing, the American players in, in Europe, who do you think has the, the higher ceiling? Who do you, like, which one would you rank higher? Like, is the potential for this group bigger than what oh, they've already uh, Easily. I mean, look at the clubs they're playing for. Milan and Juve, mm -hmm. not Fulham and, and Everton. I mean, the Premier League is the Premier League. Wow. No wanna... disrespect. No. no. <laughs> Let, let's be real. <laughs> Fulham and Everton, mm -hmm. you're playing in the Prem every week, and, you, and you, you really had to cut your teeth to get to that position. But because they did so well, that allowed a, a Pulisic, a Musa, and, and uh, Weston McKinney to now take the reins and now play at Champions League level clubs. I mean, M Milan was in a Champions League semifinal. Hello. Sure were. This is the biggest, one of the biggest clubs in the world, yes, Juve they Milan. Were. So uh, without Clint Dempsey and, and Tim Howard, the, these players aren't playing at these clubs. So you gotta give respect, but yeah. ultimately, yes, this is top of the top. It's exciting times, guide AC Milan Juventus Sunday, 2.45 p.m. on Paramount+. Plus. We're going to take a quick break. Poppy Miller is in the house for some headlines. Don't go anywhere.
Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast breaking news guys the worst kept secret in football um antonio conte admitting that he did in fact have a hair transplant not a wig shocker. a hair transplant. shocker i mean absolute I look, shocker I know. his hair is even parking the bus he's going back <laughs> one striker up top oh no God, it doesn't i even honestly look thought that was a style <laughs> Muy bueno. I mean, very is, good that is an unfortunate hair pattern loss truly and that so is. i i told like listen you do you you, if you feel good about yourself, but look at you, it was like it was something I didn't like about myself. Also here. What I'm if one. you pulled that out? Me? Yeah. <laughs> Just shaved everything except the With two the bangs. The yeah. two give me the we, we should. We need to do like a, a hair journey. You know, like one of those like montages <laughs> where it just like shows the the evolution of Conte's hair and his Incredible. look. Because it looks great now, but from that mm-hmm. to that, I mean, that was a process. He lopped it. Well, he won. Thing. He's like he, like you said, he won. He won. He won. <laughs> better, better comeback his hairlines. Better comeback than United in the 1999 Champions League final. Wow. Oh. <laughs> he left Turkey like burn. three points, baby. <laughs> wow. Uh, Actually, but crazy. Toronto. 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 Both like, places. Yeah. 
Being in Europe, Air transplant I feel like, capital of the world. Is it? I Toronto? Don't know. I, I feel it was Turkey. Turkey is. Yeah, that's why I didn't wear a hat on the plane to Turkey. I was like, I am beating all allegations. You do love Canada. Huh? huh? I, I do like Canada. <laughs> but I like Montreal. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, you can um, check joint, bro. Don't see. play no games. <laughs> Guys, we have a special guest in studio no. today. Is it we do. No. the Spice Girls? We do. Ooh. The Bojangles Player of the Week. Hey! Can you give us a turn and show us what's on the back of your Charleston battery? It says kit? Bojangles player of the game. <gasps> Not really. <laughs> Aww. Pops. This is my uh, first team, my favorite team in America. I worked for them uh, when I graduated my college and they're going to be in the playoffs soon, did he? Yeah, Ian played for the Charleston battery. For He had some of his his. Best seasons were with Charleston. Do you know Bad. what? I just said, did he? But I saw him in Charleston not too long ago. Well, a few years ago. Because he was a coach and he yeah. came to the Challenge Cup. They also, a lot Small of world. Cubans who defect get, uh, go play it's for Charleston. very true, yeah. yeah. Wow. Big fan as well. Look, Poppy, Such a it's good great club. to have you. Thank we you. I'm excited you. to be here with you guys. And you know what? Good for Antonio Conte I as agree. well. I thought the first photo was uh, photoshopped. But <sighs> he looks no, great now. He does. Not. I would do it. He said he's going back to Toronto to get a BBL as well. <laughs> oh my excited. lord. I want to go to Toronto. Maybe they can fix mine. Charlie, where are you going? Uh, you, go to, you go to Miami for that, not Toronto. Okay. Well, he won. Let me bring you some headlines because we're going to start with some Americans abroad news. And unfortunately, it is not good news for U.S. men's national team fans. Tyler Adams underwent his second hamstring surgery of the year two weeks ago. And according to a report by The Athletic, he's expected to be out until February. The U.S. men's national team captain underwent hamstring surgery back in March that kept him out for six months, but suffered another setback in his first match back, which was late September during his Bournemouth debut in their Carabao Cup win against Stoke City. The 21 minutes he played in that match are the only ones that he's played since his $25 million move from Leeds to Bournemouth. And from one player set for a long stint on the sidelines to a player who's about to come back from one. Manuel Neuer is expected to play in his first match since last year's World Cup when Bayern Munich faces Mainz this weekend. The German star has been out for 10 months after suffering multiple injuries in a skiing accident. He returned to training a month ago and returns to a Bayern side that's sitting in third place in the Bundesliga. In other goalkeeping news, just when you thought you'd seen the last of Olivier Giroud as goalkeeper, he might want to keep a pair of gloves handy. The Milan uh, goalkeeper is facing a goalkeeping crisis heading into Saturday's showdown against Juventus. Starting goalkeeper Mike Magnan is suspended for the match, but now backup goalkeeper Marco Sportiello will be sidelined for up to two months with a calf injury. This means 40-year-old goalkeeper Antonio Morante is expected to get the nodding goal against Juve, the team where he began his career almost 20 years ago. And in the Premier League, Newcastle United manager Eddie Howe confirmed that Sandro Tonali is available for selection for this weekend's match against Crystal Palace. Tonali is currently being investigated in Italy for illegal gambling and was just dropped most recently from the Italian national team last week. The Newcastle midfielder testified at the Italian Federation and admitted to betting on football matches, which opens him up to the possibility of a three-year ban, although he's likely to face a shorter ban for a cooperating with the investigation and admitting guilt. And in MLS news, the San Diego expansion team is set to begin play in 2025. They'll unveil their name and logo 
at an event tonight and The Athletic has provided this early look at the team's logo and club name. The club name will reportedly be San Diego FC and this is the logo which I'm sure you all have some thoughts on. Alexis, apparently you're our resident fashion expert, which it says here. <laughs> Who decided that, first of all? Did you decide this? Uh, the nobody, same way, nobody decided. The same way the Cowboys decided their America's team, I named myself. <laughs> okay, so uh, what do you think? What do you grade this? That D minus. Wow. You get points just for it being a badge, but that is horrific. It looks like a, it looks like a car. It looks like you know, an electric like a, razor a company. Logo. What is this? All, all I know is you could put any city where San Diego is and... Like a hood ornament. There, it, you would say, oh, that's the badge. There's nothing that makes this San Diego. My, my family live in San Diego. They've been there for the past, I don't know, 12 years or so. Their house isn't covered in chrome and swoops. And I, I don't see a wave. <laughs> I don't see a... a, a nice. And and the we beach, came up some, with much better ones. Much better 100%. I, I think the garters was a better... A better I'm, logo. So, <laughs> I'm so disappointed. More than any of the FCs that have come, even more than Charlotte, I was disappointed with Charlotte when they chose mm -hmm. FC, because with the American sports landscape, when you have the opportunity to be so unique mm -hmm. with all of our nicknames that we have in American sports, and I understand the FC, but Galaxy's a global brand and they use an American naming style. They didn't go with FC, Los Angeles, FC, which is obviously the, the name of, but they have an identity with the, with, with, the, with the wings. I just, I cannot believe that there were Eight people in the room, they saw that and they all went, that's it. Oh, we yeah. did it. Yeah. We got it. That's it. Yeah. I, I'm like, no, 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 so this, disappointed. It looks like, like a transformer. Like, no, this badge. isn't it. This is the AI generated one. No, oh, you're going with it? it oh, okay. It reminded me of a hood ornament on a car. Literally, there's say. nothing in that that gives me Not San Diego vibes. It gives me electric Zero. car vibes. Um, all right, like guys. A bad electric car. <laughs> <laughs> I promised a lot of guests on this show, and uh, we us? have another. We have our newest member of the Galazzo Network okay. is joining us after the break, all the way from jolly old England. Ooh. Mm -hmm. That's right. I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome back to Morning Footy. Well, for years, Jeff Streets has been one of the most recognizable voices of the Premier League, having covered the game in England for Sky Sports for over 30 years. He was there for the very first Premier League season in 1992, interviewing some of the biggest names in football. And now he is part of the CBS Sports Galazzo Network family. And we are thrilled to welcome him to the show today. Jeff Streets, welcome to the fam. How are you doing this morning? I'm great. What a lovely, lovely introduction. Thank you so much, folks. And uh, yeah, looking back at some of those pictures, it does bring a few things back. I'm sure. Um, a few names. Well, we are uh, we are absolutely delighted to to welcome you to the CBS Sports Network, Galazzo family. Um, this is you're you're such a an iconic voice for for soccer and the Premier League. You were there in 1992 at the very start of the season when you 
look at the the sort of landscape in America and the type of coverage, like us working at the CBS at Sports Galazzo Network, and we're, it's entirely dedicated to soccer. How, what is your reaction to the the amount of coverage, the access that we have? Did you did you ever think you would see that in this country? Well, first and foremost, my reaction to what you're doing there right now is one of envy. <laughs> we don't have that here in the UK. And I think that says everything about where you're going with a, a groundbreaking show, because we don't have a show two hours long dedicated simply only to football. Obviously, I'm allowed to say football because it's here. But when I'm on American duty, I will say soccer. And no, you could never have envisaged uh, the explosion. In those days, there'd be two games a week that were televised very little build-up around it. And in fact, now, again, going back to your point about what you're doing there, you can see more Premier League football if you're living in America than if you can you can if you live in the States, in, in the UK, rather. Every game is televised for the American audience. And it's absolutely fantastic, the coverage. I've worked with American media for many, many years, and I've seen the growth in popularity of soccer. I've seen the growth in the knowledge and the thirst of soccer fans in America as well, for the product. It's, and with the, the World Cup looming, it's only going one way. And it's just fantastic to see the, the enthusiasm, the interest, the support. And of course, now we have a number of, of American players here in the UK as well. It, it's just more and more signs of the growth in the game. Jeff, well, it's a pleasure to have you, having one of the best on Golasso Network. As a journalist and growing up, listening to the precision in your questions, and I bet you get asked, what was your best interview? What's your favorite interview? We'll have so much time for that later. But I want you to tell me, what was your most awkward interview where you're standing there and you're like, oh, you're thinking to yourself, how do I how do I get out of this one? Like you where you were genuinely uncomfortable. Oh, that is so so easy to ask. Uh, my worst interview is my worst number one, two, three, and four. Um, it's it. I became famous for it or infamous rather. Um, it it was with the Chelsea defender, Ibranovic, and it was after the Champions oh, League this, semi-final. Was this when he was... Uh, oh, yes. Yeah, I know this oh, story. Yes. Yeah. I, I basically, I was like, uh, I was perceived as the man who shot Bambi's mother because I was hardwired, meaning I couldn't move. And they're through to the final. Fantastic. I'm stood there. They throw in Petacek. Brilliant. They throw in Ashley Cole. I'm just about to go live. In comes Ivanovic. And... There's nothing I can do. Now, he got booked in the game, and we weren't sure whether or not he was booked. Now, I knew if he was booked, he was couldn't play in the final. So I can't say they're fantastic guys. You're looking forward to the final, because he would rightly say, we talk about you, idiot. I've been booked, so I can't play in the final. And because I didn't know whether he was booked or not, I couldn't say, I'm so, so sorry. You know, it's terrible for you. You did everything for the team. So I'm stuck. I'm in this nowhere, no man's land. And I speak to the other two, desperately delaying trying to get to him. I said, look, Brana, I'm, I'm, did, did you get booked there today? Because if you did, you know, obviously you can't play in the final. And he gave this half reply of, yeah, mm, I, I think so. So now he doesn't know if he's been Ooh. booked. And I said, well, I said you do realise if you're booked, you can't play in the final. And again, it was, yes, I think so. And then, of course, it, it was just awkward. It was horrendous. We carried on. And, <laughs> oh. Got, got back to the hotel and my uh, my phone 
started exploding. I'm getting all sorts of messages on Twitter or X. Uh, there was one from the famous English golfer, Lee Westwood, who said, Jack Shreves has just told me, um, he said, you do realise you've never won a major. And I thought, mm, this might have got a little bit bigger than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the strange thing was, it, it, it certainly wasn't deliberate on my part. It was just circumstantial. And this went on for years. Chelsea fans, people thinking I deliberately tried to do it to upset him. And nothing could be further from the truth. And he did an article and he said, well, the truth about that incident was the Chelsea staff didn't tell us players, because he wasn't the only one, who were on a yellow already. Mm. They didn't remind us. So I wasn't sure, which is strange for a player not to know. He said, but so I didn't know. He said, so when I did the interview with Jeff, I wasn't, wasn't actually quite sure. I went in the dressing room. I'm celebrating. It's all great. It's only when I got on the coach, sat down and got some messages that I realised I couldn't play in the final. So it just, yeah. Anyway, thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jeff, I'm about to dig in a little deeper. Uh, one of the worst... One of the worst experiences I have had as an Arsenal supporter is 8-2 uh, versus Manchester United. That terrible, terrible loss. And you play a part in it because Arsene Wenger, a rather timid man, uh, the only violence I've ever seen from him is against the zipper on his jacket, a water bottle, and he's confessed to wanting to punch you after you talked to him in the tunnel. What did you do to Arsene Wenger after that game? They got beat 8-2, uh, and he played a, a, a not a strong team as well. So you know the questions that have to be asked. And I have to tell you, Arsene Wenger is an absolute gentleman, um, and he's always been really cooperative in interviews. And I said to him post-match, you know, about the 8-2, getting beat 8-2, and he was already under pressure. I said, do you think that this could put you on a further questioning in terms of your position at the club and he said you know and I said Could, do you want to carry on do you think you can turn this around and he said yes yes I can etc and then of course I said well do you think you will enjoy continue to enjoy the support of the board and those people around you for you to continue in this position which were both reasonable questions as I say we'd had a really good working relationship up until that point and we did afterwards as well I could see he was really really miffed and the, the head of media, Mark Ganella, came over to me. I said to him, shall I have a word with Arsene? Um, just to not smooth things over, but just to, just, not justify, but to say, you understand the reasons for that. And um, he said, no. He said, he said, right now, I said, I think, I think he wants to punch you rather than talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. It was a figure of speech. Uh, yeah, and years I mean, we've seen each other many times since had many glass of wine. I remember him saying to me once, Why did you ask me questions like that when I've just lost eight to Old Trafford? And I said, Because you just lost eight to Old Trafford. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fair point. Jeff, welcome to the family. Um, it, it's nice to, to see you. So we talked about Chelsea. Now we talked about Arsenal. You were at the Arsenal presser today. What did you learn from Mikel Arteta? Well, it was a rarity. He actually said something. I mean, Mikel Arteta could be a world-class poker player. He plays his cards so close to his chest. He very, very rarely gives up any information. He's, he's a very cute guy. Uh, but he confessed to a, a real loving with uh, Mauricio Pochettino, of course, his opponent tomorrow evening, uh, the Chelsea manager. And he said when he, because he was on loan from Barcelona, he was just a young boy, and he went to PSG. And Poch was already there as a player. 
He said he took him under his wing. They're in the same hotel for three or four months. He said he, he has a massive influence on me. He's a big part of my success as both a player and as a manager subsequently. I've always spoken to him. I've always looked up to him. We've always been really, really close. He said, in fact, he said, he treated me like a little brother and he has remained for me a role model. Now, if you know the, the scraps, you normally get an Arteta press conference. That is really, really strong stuff. Really, really strong stuff. So it was interesting to hear. And I think perhaps because of that insight, when asked about the game tomorrow, he's cautious. He said, look, he said, I'm surprised that Chelsea have as few points as they have already in the table, given how good Maurizio is. They've won the last three games, so we are more than on our guard. All right, Jeff. Um, one thing that I want you to know about me is that I am a, a big Liverpool fan. Um, so, yeah, I say it very proudly. There is a uh, we've got the the Merseyside Derby coming up this weekend. Um, things have not been going so well for Everton over the, the past few seasons. This one feels a little uh, one-sided, but when you think about some of the iconic matches that we've seen between Liverpool and Everton, do any stick out in your mind in particular? Yes, the one time in the last 24 years that Everton won at Anfield, because I did that game. Uh, unfortunately, there were no Everton fans there. It was during COVID, so it's behind closed doors. And I remember before the game, interviewing the fullback, Seamus Colburn, and he came and spoke to me beforehand. He said, but I'm sick and tired of all these platitudes saying we're going to come here, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. We've never actually done it. We've never delivered for the fans. We say all this stuff about a dar, but it just never, ever happened. And they did it. They did it that day. And when we spoke to him after the game, he could not control, he couldn't hide or contain his glee because it was such a big moment for them. I think, look, this weekend, they've got it all to do there. But you could argue, if you looked at recent results, they're actually the form team going into the game. Liverpool have only got one point from the last two games. Listen, Liverpool are heavy favourites. And they are, right now, this is Liverpool Mark II that Jurgen Klopp is building. And it's going to be fascinating to see how he goes about it. But the, the other, the one, I, I never ever say not got a chance about any team going into because if it's if it's a two horse race, anything can happen. And the thing with Everton right now, they've just started to score goals. And Sean Dyche has been saying this all season, look at our expected goals. Look at our expected goals. And he said, we are not taking our chances. Once we do, we'll start scoring. Now somebody said to me this morning, and I haven't had time to check in, I know all four of you have instant data recall on your brains that Everton have had more shots on target than Liverpool this season. Now, if that's true, that could make you think going into the game. It, it, it could. We always have that what if and when that finally happens, if it ever does. Uh, but I, I want to switch uh, topics here and, and talk about Anj Postacoglu. Are you as shocked as we are in terms of how he's been able to get the most out of this, this sport, Spurs side? And is he the most likable manager in the English Premier League right now? He's the most likable, um, but he certainly comes across as being the most amiable in that he, he's just got a, a wonderful style about him. He's, you know, he, he's understated, he's warm, he's friendly. He keeps it real. That, that's the beauty about him. It, the most common phrase used about Ange is 
he's the type of guy you just love to have a beer with, just sit and have a chat. There'd be no pomposity on his part. Um, I remember one of his early press conferences, Some a reporter said to him, and you've got to admit that you know James Madison at 45 million is a bargain. He just looks at him and went, mate, I don't know where you come from, but I don't know where 45 million is a bargain. He <laughs> 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 just completely, completely silent. I think the other thing that's interesting about him as well if you look look what he's done with his team, he's completely replaced the spine. So Lloris, gone. Dyer, gone. Hoiberg, gone. Now, Kane going is a different thing, but they always talk about how important the spine of a team is. This team has got a brand new spine that sat top of the league and are on, one of two teams that are unbeaten at the moment. So, so impressive. So, so impressive. Wow. Well, uh, you said you wanted to have a, a beer with Ange. I'd like to sit and have a beer with you and pick your brain and hear all of your stories because I'm sure you have plenty. Uh, Jeff, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. We are so thrilled to uh, have you on the team. My pleasure. Thank you, guys. All right, guys, we're going to take a break. Uh, we've got Decision Day coming Ooh. up this weekend in Major League Soccer. We're going to dive in and talk about how we think these the East and the West could look at the end of Saturday. Stick around. We'll be right back. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Bison and Ordaz in there. He skips all the way through. And Denny Buwaga make it 19. That one off the back header. Fantastic. Welcome back. It's MLS Decision Day on Saturday. It all comes down to this as a handful of teams in the East and the West are fighting for those final playoff spots. Charlie Davies, put your phone away. We're talking Decision Day. He's just watching videos of himself. Good grief. Uh, (laughs) Jelani, he's exactly who you think he is. Exactly. (laughs) My goodness, it really is Friday. Anyway, these uh, are the matches that have serious playoff implications for the teams fighting for those last few spots in the East and the West. So, in that vein, we are going to dive in. We're going to look at some of these big key matches in the East and then in the West. We're going to decide how we think this is going to go, what the result is going to be, a win, a draw, or a loss. And then we'll take a look at our projected table at the end of that discussion. Are you ready? I'm ready. You ready to do that? So, we're starting in the Eastern Conference. And the first match up is Charlotte versus Miami. So this is going to be at Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte. Charlotte lost a crazy opportunity to add some significant points uh, for them in their 
midweek loss to Miami. So a this is a big different one. Miami. And this is the thing. Miami is now, I mean, going to have potentially, do we know if Messi's playing? He kind of alluded to right. that he might be playing. I would assume in this that game. Messi's gonna play in this game. So this is this is huge. Um, what do we think, guys? We had to collectively decide the results. We said if, if Messi's playing, mm -hmm. Miami wins this game. Yeah, I mean, Charlotte's inability to uh, stop the onslaught that came in the second half of the, the last match against Miami, because they're doing a home and away at the end mm -hmm. of the season, mm -hmm. makes me think that if you add Messi to that equation, this might be a rough night for Charlotte. It's, there was a little bit of added pressure in, in those final moments mm -hmm. because they kind of knew they were sitting on a big win and the fact that they couldn't ice it, they had moment after moment after moment and they couldn't get it done. So now the pressure intensifies even more yeah. with Messi on the other side. I gotta choose Miami. Yeah, I, I have a feeling that uh, it's gonna be heartbreak for Charlotte who had a blew a great opportunity to put themselves in good position. Okay, let's move it along to Columbus and Montreal. Uh, Columbus have won 11 games at home this yeah. season. Montreal have two wins mm -hmm. on the road. Montreal currently sitting in eighth place right now. How do we think this is gonna go, Chuck? I think the crew win this game. Mm -hmm. uh, Montreal, they've, they've just been so up and down, uh, and they throw numbers forward. I think their back line has, has really struggled. I mean, they, they've shipped 50 goals this season, so not much uh, to be proud of when it comes to defending yeah. with, with this side. They haven't kept a clean sheet in five games, so this is going to be tough. going to be tough. And Cucho Hernandez yeah. is, is really on one right now. On he's, he's caught At form, home. he's fit. Uh, At home, home cooking yeah. Sleeping in your own bed. Okay, so Columbus is winning yeah. this game. It's going to be tough for Montreal. With a win, they control their own destiny. With, mm. with a win, they're in. That's and that is what you want to, that's a position you want to be right. in. On they don't depend day. on anybody else, unlike Charlotte, who we spoke about. Exactly. Uh, okay. Other things to fall. And Moving. none Losada might get back in the playoffs. Wild. Wild. Wild times that we're living in. Okay, Nashville hosting the Red Bulls, okay? Nashville um, are in seventh. Red Bulls are in tenth right now. Nashville have nine wins at home. Red Bulls only three wins on the road. Nashville, very good defensive team. They're hard to score against, but... There is so much to play for for the New York Red Bulls. They have made the playoffs for 13 seasons in a row. This wow. would be the 14th. And I want to remind everyone that New York Red Bulls beat Nash uh, Cincinnati on the road 2-1 hmm. October 4th. Mm -hmm. A place that since he does not lose in. Yeah. So to go to Nashville, and they're very defensive-minded, I still think they rely too much, too heavily on Hani Mukhtar. It's not impossible for New York Red Bulls to be super aggressive in their press and just go for the win. Okay. Play reckless, which is what they do, and sometimes it pans out for them. Uh, by the way, historically, Nashville have never beaten the Red Bulls. They've played three times, they've drawn twice, and uh, Rebels have won once. But I think this is where they... <laughs> you are a historian. This is going to be a big day for uh -huh. you, Charlie. Uh, I, think the Na I think Nashville wins. So we think... There's a chance, but ultimately we've decided that <laughs> we, we decided think Nashville. we think that Nashville is going to win. You're the only game. one in the group chat that voted a Red Bull win. I get it, but there's something that I, I, that's unconvincing to me about this Red Bull side in a high-pressure moment when Nashville's been good at home. Hey, I'm with you. I'm mm -hmm. convincing, but yeah, Nashville fair. have not been in form. 
That's true. Again, a loss puts Nash okay. uh, Red Bull out. All right, so this is a huge one. NYCFC hosting the Chicago Fire. Chicago Fire went on this like crazy streak of being not winning any games, and then they won two significant games and suddenly put themselves back into playoff contention. It's crazy. I know it's wild. And NYCFC have eight wins on the season That's right it. now. That's it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Alexis, I'm looking at you for this one. Uh, NYCFC at home. What do you? How do you like their chances? Uh, NYCFC, they are unbeaten in the last five home games. Uh, obviously, there's a home field advantage. Uh, I'll call it an outfield advantage. <laughs> um, this is also a little bit of a New York <laughs> uh, of a Hudson River derby because only one of the New York teams can potentially make it into the playoffs. Wow. Correct. And not. So this is this is a big one. Uh, it's a little scary. Chicago start off very badly. They've got ten wins on the season. We have eight. Uh, there's a lot of help uh, that NYCFC need to get into the playoffs. But I do I do think ultimately I think NYCFC will win. Okay. Do we agree? You're not biased. No, not at all. <laughs> the, crazy, no. the crazy part about this is that only one we. team controls their own destiny. Yeah. It's so tight that everybody else depends on other results. Yeah. So. It's- Chaos as it always Put it all is. together Except for Montreal. We okay, so. Except for Montreal. 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 It's the only one. Everybody Montreal. else. Okay, so we said NYCFC are going to win that game. So based on the picks that we've just made, this is what mm-hmm. the table would look like when it's all said and done on decision day. Wow. So ah, it would be Montreal and NYCFC snagging wins. those eight and ninth place <laughs> spots. They would play in the play-in game midweek next week. And, yeah, Red Bulls fire Charlotte. The 40 club. Out. Out. Okay. Um, just as a reminder, the tiebreaker is wins. Yes, wins. tiebreaker is wins. Either points. With that, NYCFC ends with nine wins. Okay. In the playoffs. Western Conference, guys. We're going to do the same thing. All right? Let's do it. Let's do it. So we are going to start um, with that Portland-Houston match. And this one is very interesting because both teams have things to play for. Houston mm-hmm. have clinched, but they want to stay in that top four so they can secure some home field advantage throughout the playoffs. So uh, let's start there. Portland wins and they're in, by the way. But yes. I don't think they'll get it done. Houston is strong. and uh, Same. I think, like, a draw is fair. I... I think I put down a draw for this game. To me, yeah, this so had draw written all over it. So we're giving that one a draw. You get a point. Which you still potentially point. can get still, Portland Still, it's not into the, the end of the world for Portland, but we're giving them a draw. Okay, let's move it over to the Galaxy versus Dallas. Dallas, like Charlotte, blew a huge opportunity right. for them to just get in the playoffs. They could not beat Colorado. But if Dallas wins, they're in. But if Dallas wins, they're in. So they yeah. are a team that does control their own Destiny. How do we feel this one's gonna go? Dallas. Yep. You get it done. You think they get it done? Galaxy, they're they're already planning vacation. Okay. Pretty much. And Dallas keeps drawing, but they don't lose. They don't lose. They so just have a ton of draws. They could squeak out a win versus an LA Galaxy. And, and the, that and are the player back, that needs back, to get back. going for Dallas is Jesus. Oh Fuerca. man, yeah. yeah. That, our man needs to him. score some goals. Find the back of the net, sir. Okay, uh, let's move it along to San Jose Earthquakes against Austin. FC and San Jose if they win they're in okay so Austin have not won a road match in six games they have not been good away from home I I know I'm wearing the jersey so it doesn't feel right to say but I, I don't have a lot of confidence in Lucci ball win. lives on Lucci ball yes. lives on we're giving them the dub we're giving them the dub and then oh baby Christian Espinosa <sighs> SKC 
Sporting Kansas City hosting oh. Minnesota United. Their two teams sitting in 10th and 11th. Both of these teams need to win, and then they need one of these other results to go their way in order to get into the playoffs. So they do not control their own destiny, but both of these teams need to win. A draw would not be good enough for either team to get above that playoff line. So uh, Minnesota um, have only won one time mm-hmm. at Children's Mercy Park. It is not a friendly place. But they have a new but they have a new manager, coach. so it's a, a new coach bounce. Coach bump. That, so Minnesota, it feels like they're playing with freedom. So having a new manager has done a, a world of good for Minnesota. Mm-hmm. However, SKC However. home. <laughs> and PV, Peter Vermees, it seems like has revitalized, rejuvenated. Galvanated them. And I think... With Pulido, I said galvanated. <laughs> SKC get it get it done. I, I think uh, they win. What do we get? We plug all those numbers, and yeah, what do we get? I think SKC gets it done. So this is this is how it would look if these results hold. So it would be FC Dallas going in um, on goal differential again. Nico pointed it out. Uh, the amount of wins is the the tiebreaker. After that, it's goal differential, and so they would be even on wins, uh, Dallas and San Jose. But the goal differential was basically two. Insurmountable. Insurmountable in theory, right? It would yep. have to be like a 6 0 San Jose SKC win. And look at that. SKC in and Timber oh. out. And Minnesota Ooh. and Farmer are both like, why didn't we move on from our managers earlier? Oh. Ooh. Interesting. Too little, too late. Too little, too late. Wow. Coach Charlie uh, trying to get the call. Decision day is going to be crazy, you guys. That is coming up this Saturday. You can watch all the MLS action on Apple TV+. Plus. All right, we are going to take another break, but um, we are chatting with Duncan McGuire of Orlando City. He is one of the nominees for MLS Young Player of the Year. We catch up with him after a quick timeout. Should you ever set foot outside of the motel, you will be shot. Don't miss the new Showtime limited series based on the international bestseller. For the last four years, I've been a prisoner. Why are they keeping you here? Starring Emmy Award winner Ewan McGregor. This is the brave new world that you dreamt of. Be very careful. You are still a prisoner here. Everything in this new world comes at cost. This is still my country. A Gentleman in Moscow. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. Only with the Paramount Plus with Showtime plan. 